Hello, you're listening to Reviewing History, your comedy history podcast. I'm filmmaker and teacher Brian Rupert, joined here by... Anthony Galati. And? And Stephen Bradaglieco. As always. As always. So, uh, we got a little uh, witch hunt going on today, gentlemen. Yeah. Witch hunt. We're going to find them, we're going to smoke them out of their caves, and we're going to cleanse our sweet Salem of these filthy heathen witches. Damn right. Damn right, the Inquisitor Brian. So what movie, <laughs> what, what is the title of this movie? We are watching The Crucible. 1996. A.K.A. Never Stick Your Dick in Crazy. <laughs> yeah, that Ab- Abigail Williams, she's oh, a problem, ain't she? Oh, Lord. We'll get into it. This is, this is the height of Winona's powers, right? As, oh, as I don't a, know about that. As an actress? I, I, I meant as a hotness. She is oh, still she's, so hot. She's stunning in everything. She's good. Uh, so I was going to bring this up later, but we're talking about now. She's one of the first people to make my pee-pee move. Really? Wow. Was, it, was it Beetlejuice? No, I was watching The Crucible last week. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. As, as, a, as a kid yeah. watching Beetlejuice, I was very aroused by a young Lydia Dietz. Mm-hmm. And also, Catherine uh, O'Hara. Or is it in O'Hare? O'Hara. O'Hara. In, in Beetlejuice. In Beetlejuice. Oh. The, really? The, the mom. The mom. The scene when <laughs> wow. she... Uh, the Deo scene when you see her armpit, it really aroused. Her armpit. It really aroused the young I, Brian. I love that you know the specific moment. You still think about this, right? <laughs> I beat off to it all the Constantly. time. No, but like it's her it's armpit. It, it's embedded in my brain. I think because it was like a piece of skin I had never seen. It's funny. It's I weird. have a, a goth girl similar thing because I have very similar story. But my movie was Casper. And it was the young oh, Christina yeah. Reach. Everyone had a crush on her from there, though, okay. from that age. You know, I'm I'm very I was very young at the time. She she was a kid, but I she was older than me. But uh, yeah, I was I was all about Miss Ricci in that movie. I understand it. Yeah, Lydia Dietz, Winona Ryder has always done it for me. Mm-hmm. It, did you see she just put out modeling shots recently? No, I actually sent. Oh, is that what mm-hmm. you sent to me? I sent yeah. it in the group chat, and I said she still looks hot. It's ridiculous. Yeah, she's still good. Yeah. She's, she's she's not that old. I mean, what is she like? I don't even think she's 50 yet. I I don't know. But either way, she's gorgeous. I'm a big Winona fan. Mm. Did either of you watch Stranger Things? No. I, I watched the first three seasons. I did not watch the new season yet. Mm. Do you remember a, a video game for PlayStation 1 called Chef's Love Shack? Yes. Is <laughs> uh, she in it? No, but she is referenced in it in the theme song of the, of the game. Chef is singing. Would you like to sing it? <laughs> What's you? And me, and her simultaneous you and me, and Winona Ryder simultaneous loving baby, two or three. That's amazing. You know what's funny? She got her career derailed for something so innocuous. She now robbed like a CVS, right? She shoplifted a little bit, and it's like the shit that celebrities do now. I feel like it's like it, it wouldn't even you mean register. like pedophilia. <laughs> Sexual abuse, <laughs> things like that. I, I, I mean, there's, uh, there's definitely highs and lows of criminal activity with celebrities because on past shows we've talked about some heinous actions. That you is mean, true. Mr. Brando. The, yeah. <laughs> so like he he didn't get in trouble for that. No. But she gets in trouble for like a little snatch and grab kind of thing. Like, yes. Yeah. I, I don't know the full story of that though. She shoplifted because she needed to feel alive. 
Oh, man. Is that really? Are you making that up or did, was that like her excuse? Basically, she's rich. She didn't need to shoplift. Sure she's just coked up and is like. I'm, Do you think it was an accident? No, I, th- alleged. I think I think she needed to, you know, Let's get a something. juice. Is, I thought she was convicted. I know nothing about it. I was a kid when this happened. I didn't pay attention. You probably know better than me if you looked it up. Yeah, as far as I didn't look it up, but as far as my recollection is, you know, mm. she was convicted. She did community service and it derailed her career. Mm. So she, she's just a bad girl. Oh, she's, she's a bad a, bitch. She's a naughty girl. Oh, man. Oh, man. She's attractive in this, and now I'm she even more She is just because she's so horny in it. I'm so much more attracted to her now that I know that she's stealing. <laughs> I, don't I, I just... You know what the main thing she stole is? Your my heart. My heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mary Allen Muffet. She broke my heart. I would hang for her. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd hang for her in a second. So, The Crucible. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about why this uh, movie exists? Yeah, I suppose so. The background, I think, is very important to the story, right? Well, it's a play. Well, it's a play written by Arthur Miller, but why he wrote the play, mm-hmm. right? We need to discuss that. Well, it's a commentary on the McCarthy hearings from the 1950s. Yes, because I believe Arthur Miller was convicted or, you know, were you convicted? I believe a friend of his was accused of being a communist. I don't know if he ever was. But he was upset about it, that his friend was blacklisted and whatnot, because... I mean, all commies deserve that. I'm not going to disagree with you. What's the (laughs) problem here? The whole whole (laughs) premise of the play is, I don't think so much the movie... I think the movie kind of abandons uh, those types of... I think the movie felt very much real of what happened. Like, that's what it felt like they were Um, going for. It... Well, we'll get into that later. There, there's certain inaccuracies in the movie. Of course, but, I, but it didn't seem like they were trying to make a political message. It was just like, this happened. I like, definitely didn't get from the movie like that this is really, what it's really about is you yeah. know, the 1950s and the Red Scare. But that's certainly what the play was about. And I think a lot of kids read this in high school. I know we did. Yeah, I had to watch it in high school. Um, just to briefly about that, all that stuff. So I, can I give some background on the communist stuff? Of course. Yeah. Okay, so Ela or Ellie Kazan had to appear before the House on Americans Activity Committee, where eight members were named, and basically he did he you know he dropped the dime Kazan. Miller and him were friends. Miller was pissed, and then Miller ended up writing the Crucible, you know, mm-hmm. basically because of this, comparing right. it to the witch hunt. Right. But I'll say this just about that. It's not a witch hunt if there are witches. Ah, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So, all right. I got to be honest here. I got to be honest to our listeners. I despise communists and communism with every fiber of my being. And it is a challenge for me not to go off in the way I would like to go off while doing this podcast. I will say this Ronald Reagan. Uh, I read his autobiography not too long ago, and it, you know the House on Americans Activities Committee. He was a part of he it. He was the president of the Screen Actors Guild at the time. He fought against the blacklisting of many actors, mm-hmm. and he you know stuck up for them. And he talks later in the book that he later went on to um, give all these speeches as union leaders do, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, I would always end all my speeches decrying how evil fascism is and how evil nationalism is. And one day someone came up to him at the end of one of his speeches and said, that was a great speech. 
You got a lot of applause. Uh, when are you giving the speech again? And he's like, you know, this time. He goes, how do you feel about communists? And Reagan's like, I don't like communists. He goes, why don't you mention them in your speech? The Reagan's like, okay, I will. He goes, do it and then tell me what happens. So Reagan, according to his book, the next night goes and he gives a speech. He gives his standard speech. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he decries fascism, applause, nationalism, applause. He decries communism, pin drop, hmm. utter silence. And it was this that led him to resign from the uh, the guild, the guild, and the actors' union, basically because he's like, there are a shitload of communists here. I, and it's not just that they're communists; these are people. And I'm not just talking about actors. They through the McCarthy hearings, I think something like. 350 members of the government were found out to be card-carrying members of the Communist Party. Yes. And that party was taking orders directly from Stalin in Moscow at the time. They're being influenced by a foreign power. This was all revealed in uh, something called the Venona Project files, which were released not until 1995 that we all finally found out about all of this. And And this led to important things, like the atomic bomb... Was stolen. Was stolen by Soviet spies in the United States. And they're all affiliated with these people. So, I mean, we're taught when we're little kids in school that the McCarthy era was the worst thing ever. You know, it's all, they're so bad because it's the one time that, like, communists kind of got put in their place in this country. They're witches. It's not a witch hunt. The bad stuff is happening. You know, I, I'm so, I'm sorry that they investigated it. You know, <laughs> it's look, the, it's the fact of the matter is there were spies in the government. There's ex KGB agents that defected after the fall that stated that KGB agents infiltrated various aspects of American life mm-hmm. to influence things. It's not a conspiracy. These things happened. You know, we're not we're not saying this to be political or talk about. It's not conspiracy theory. It's conspiracy fact. Yes. That's then I guess doesn't mean conspiracy fact. It's just fact. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It's it's just, you know, and I think all three of us, we all have our political beliefs that we don't like to discuss on the show or bring about. And this is something that it's just that this particular film and, and topic is commenting on that, so we, you know we have we, to address. We it. have to. There's no way around <laughs> it, and we're not trying to shove anything down your throats. Right. So can, I, I didn't know you can call us assholes all you want. I didn't know <laughs> this. Yeah, I was unaware. Oh, you of, didn't even know about this aspect of it. So I did not go to high school. Steve goes. <laughs> I liked the witches. I, I yeah. I was like, you know, I I didn't know what the crucible was when you uh, when you picked this. Oh really? Nope. Never read anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I knew about the history behind it, like right. the actual the trials, trials, the Salem, everything. So going into this blind, I saw nothing resembling right. what you like two I said, were mentioning. I, I don't think the movie reckons it much at all. Which I wonder there's there's another movie from I think six the sixties. Like sixty one, I believe. Like really old sixties movie mm-hmm. which I the wonder first crucible the movie. first movie. I wonder if they do more justice to what you two are talking. So Maybe. I would I would bet heavily that it does simply because it is closer to when it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and like things get the message gets a little more diluted, you know, but let's dive into the movie. I can't yes. wait till Brian goes on an anti-communist tirade. I'm so excited. I am. I'm, <laughs> I am going to fight. I, I see you grabbing the chair already, like <laughs> struggling with your inner demons. And I'm going to drag them out. That's my goal oh of this episode. 
Well, anyway, to the movies, to, for the sake of the movie, uh, it begins in the forest. Yes, yeah. a and, long, long time ago. Right, and the girls of Salem Town and Village, because they are two different things, are dancing in the woods with Tichuba, yep. the slave, and they are doing kind of fortune-telling little... I, I voodoo venture stuff. to say voodoo magic. Love potion. A love potion. They're trying to, you know, find out who they're going to marry. In, well, the, the, in who, the they they take a plant and they put it in this pot, and you say the name of the person you want to fall in love with you. Right. And by all accounts, this is actually what happened in real life. And Winona Ryder slits the throat of a chicken and drinks the blood, which is a little more mm. brutal than the others were doing. She right. went too far. And in a, you know, this is the Puritan society. Oh, I, I should point out immediately. This movie advances the ages of almost all of the girls involved. In yes. This. The real Abigail Williams was 11. 11 years old. I was going to bring that right. up. And she's not having sex with Jump Rock. To, that's <laughs> what you think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm from, just saying, maybe John Proctor did deserve to hang. <laughs> <laughs> from what I heard, she was one of the, the younger girls right. who was like This a, all afflicted. started. She's the main girl. Yes. This all started with Abigail Williams and her, her cousin Betty who uh, is the young girl who we see not long after this, who won't wake up and mm -hmm. won't move and yeah. stuff. But um, let's continue with the movie. Yeah, sure. So Par Reverend Paris finds them. The oatmeal man shows up. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, I forget his name, the actor, is like a character actor from the 90s. He's in a million things, and he always plays a bit of an asshole. I remember mm. in, in school, in my health class in like the 10th grade, we had to watch a Lifetime original movie called After Jimmy, <laughs> which I never forgot. After Jimmy was about a football student, a football player who kills himself and his family had to deal with what happens after Jimmy. <laughs> and he was the dad and he was a real dick and it was up to mom to really hold the family together. Lifetime, <laughs> Lifetime movie titles are just... <laughs> They're so good. They're so good. So Bruce Davison is the name of that That's actor. Name, yeah. <laughs> and I know him as Senator Kelly in the first X-Men movie. Mm. He's now, a dick in that uh, too, isn't he? Yeah, he's always an asshole. <laughs> that has to suck just being typecast as an asshole. <laughs> he's like the poor man's uh, George McFly. What's that guy's name? Crispin Glover. Glover. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they are witches. They're I, attempting I, to do all, witchcraft. All accounts, I, I think yeah. you would, from a, certainly from a Puritan perspective, they would definitely be not dancing in, in bad areas. You well, know? there was markings on the ground around the pot, and they were dancing naked mm. with blood on them. So if you're like a regular person, even one of us, if we walked in the woods and saw that, I, and I saw a bunch of little girls, and then older girls naked dancing, I'd be like, yeah, you got to arrest the older girls. They're they're dancing naked in front of children. Mm -hmm. Like, well, what's going on here? Arrest them. I don't care what for. Just get them, get them home and figure out what's going on. We, so it's not too surprising. Like, it's actually pretty surprising they didn't get arrested earlier. Wiccans exist in our world, and they're referred to as witches, whether it's real or fake or, you know, what they're doing. They're trying to do witchcraft. They're fucking witches. From what I understand as far as uh, what really happened and everything about this story is vague and we don't know yeah, it's, a whole it's lot It's 400 about years yeah, ago. Right. From what I've heard... Tituba, who was a real person, she yes. was, she was uh, Reverend Paris's slave, who was brought up from Barbados, was doing some local practices from down there with the girls called Venus Glass. And what that was, was they kind of take a, an egg and put it in a glass of water and then interpret 
the way the egg yolk moved around in the water, and that somehow told them something. Okay. It's a little different, and they have, like, a literal cauldron in this. Yeah. But it's, I think it's less witchy and more... They're witchy they're dancing women. around. It's pagan. It's they're witchy women. Witchy woman. Yes. It, it is <laughs> out riding fences. Uh, <laughs> to these Puritans, that is a pagan ritual. Which oh, it definitely. Is, which it yeah. is. When you think about purity, if you're dancing naked in the woods with other people, mm-hmm. that's, like, the worst thing you could do. Right. Because think about before their society was built, who they landed on. Oh, you mean the Indians? Right. So there's this. There's probably a stigma right. like, okay, I we got to nip this in the butt. I guess we should <laughs> talk about the society that's here, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. How you, far are we removed from the pilgrims We at are this three point? generations from the founding of the Plymouth Colony. Okay. So it's actually, I've heard. What uh, is that, like 30 years? <laughs> uh, Plymouth is 1620. This is 1692. I only live full time. I was making a joke. It was a good joke. It was a good joke. <laughs> Fuck him. So this is obvious. Everyone knows the pilgrims and the Puritans and, you know, uh. They but came a lot. Here. I love, by the way, they came here for religious freedom, but they actually just wanted to practice the most strict form of the religion they possibly could. But that was always it, wasn't it? I, in England, they were mad at the English church for not being strict enough. Yes. They wanted to come here to be as brutal. As no, but like possible. when you hear about it as, as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, they're being oppressed. They're being oppressed. They, they want, want to oppress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they want religious not selves. Not, not they don't want to oppress enough. other people. They're just themselves. Yeah. Not harsh enough for them. They, f- they feel that the English church is far too liberal um, and they want to adhere to a much stronger thing. But a lot has happened in the time since the founding. Uh, a lot of these people have become wealthy. They have land. Successful farmers. They have land. They've become successful tradesmen. They have constant contact now with uh, the mother country and they're trading with it. And Boston has blown up. More and more people have come from across the sea. And they actually recently just won a major, major, arguably one of the most important conflicts in American history is King Philip's War, where they removed the local Indian threat completely. So now they don't got to worry about that. They don't worry about that anymore. And it's altered the society in that these people are becoming more worldly and less godly. And some people will tell you that the Salem witch trials are actually a result not of the Puritans' strictness, but actually of them losing their devotion and going to pure capitalist going, greed. Going into g- giving themselves over to greed. Well, they ha- they do that in the movie. Right. It's a subplot that's just mm-hmm. dangled and really not picked up. Right. Well, because I think the object of the movie is, and certainly the play, not some, maybe not the movie, but certainly the play, is to compare the communist thing to the outrageousness of these puritanical beliefs. Yes. Which is so far removed. It's so far removed. I, huh. I I can understand the parallel and what they're doing. It's one way of reading a situation. You, you, you have a committee viewing people, mm-hmm. determining if they are or not something. Right. You know, at the bare level, it works. Anyway, back to the movie. Now, Winona's cousin cannot wake up. Yes. Principal Rooney is there. Yes, we have the reunition. The reunited Winona Ryder and uh, what's his name? Principal Rooney. Who uh, also in Beetlejuice. Yes, Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> Jeffrey he Jones. plays our father in Beetlejuice. Yes. He is also a conv- convicted child molester. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's worse than a shoplifter. Yes. <laughs> and he got to be in the new Deadwood movie. <laughs> He's shit. Yeah. 
Reverend Paris, I just want to talk about him for a minute. He's not originally from Salem. The real one. Yes, the real guy. He was brought up by the people. So there's two, there's two Salems. There's Salem Town and Salem Village. Salem Town is on the coast. It does a lot of mercantile trade with England. Salem Village is farmers. And the farmers tend to be poorer than the, the people in the town. So, and they're kind of, the people in charge of them are the Putnams. And Mr. Putnam is, uh, you know, Mr. Deeds. Oh, uh, uh, Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> and he is kind of the culprit who expands this beyond just the girls are accused of witchcraft. He starts to use it to his own advantage by accusing his neighbors. Exactly, to get yeah. their land. And this is what happened in real life. So the, the Putnams are behind Reverend Paris coming to the town and becoming its, its uh, minister. And he was known as kind of a corrupt dude. He's, he's way more into being wealthy than he is being a godly man. And they want to... My type of guy. They want to <laughs> use him to assert a little more autonomy away from the people in the township. So they want to they elevate the farmers in the village to get them away from being beholden to what goes on in the town. And this is like a play for power, essentially. At least some people think so. In the movie, it's definitely presented that way. So he slaps the shit out of Winona Ryder for practicing witchcraft. Yes. And then we cut to... Not unreasonably. Yeah, then we cut to the hero of the movie, Daniel Day-Lewis. John Proctor. Farming. Yes. With his boys, which, if you, if you really think about it, if you're a farmer and you don't have boys, you're fucked. No, you mean sons? You need sons, yeah. That's the whole point to have kids, right? It's going to be tough. Well, he's got two sons. Well, that's why he's a successful farmer. (laughs) I mean, I think he could pull it off with some daughters, but it's going to be a little tougher. So, obviously, Daniel Day-Lewis is one of our most famous famous Methodist actors. (laughs) Methodist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, we know he's a legendary method actor. So, I'll be telling you throughout this movie um, different tidbits and things he did to prepare for the role. Does it color his teeth terrible colors? Oh, maybe. He didn't brush his teeth for 12 years leading up to this mm, movie. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the things he did. He went and farmed. Played the oh, long game. Oh, did he game. really? Yeah. <laughs> Played the long game. Yeah. He farmed for like just months and, Are you, you know. joking or did he actually go and farm? Well, like, I don't I think he, I, I really don't think he farmed for months at it's fucking Daniel Day-Lewis. He's a psychopath. Did you see There Will Be Blood? For months. <laughs> like actual cultivating fields of wheat. He ran, into a, he ran a illicit underground street gangs for Martin Scorsese. You know? <laughs> he built a log cabin when he was Abe Lincoln. That's true. Did you know that? No. When he played Lincoln, he built a log cabin so he could like feel. So he could be a rail splitter. So he could feel closer to Abe. That's wow. true. Yeah. The time is now. The time. I, I still think that's not as crazy as cultivating wheat f- for months. <laughs> All right, so Brian lied I to think Brian's lying. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's going to be a recurring bit. I'm going to say different things he did to, to get in the character. We have to decide what he, uh, he did or didn't do. I hope some of them are real. So then we cut to the first, you know, like time we're seeing the church mm-hmm. and there's a beggar outside who is immediately rejected as the crowd is going into the church. This is very deliberate, this shot. Is this the man or is this Sarah This Good? is uh, the woman, Sarah, Sarah Good. Good. She's rejected from going into the church and pushed out. And the purpose of this shot is to show the hypocrisy of the people going into the church, mm-hmm. rejecting the poor beggar woman. Right. 
That's why that shot's there. So once Abigail, Winona Ryder, is confronted um, for the witchery going on in the woods, she immediately tries to pin all blame for it on outcasts, specifically Tituba. Tituba the slave, Sarah Good, the outcast beggar woman, and there's one other person, I believe it's Rebecca Nurse, but I could be uh, incorrect in that name. Do you remember who it was? Uh, I didn't write down names, but I could tell you John Hale of... Oh, Sarah Osborne. Yeah. Sarah Osborne. Shit, Sarah! <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad? That wasn't a bad All right. <laughs> Outside the church is when I wrote down a note saying, this is amazing settings and costume work. Oh, it's great. This movie looks fantastic. This movie is awesome. I, I really, really liked it. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it in years and years, but there's a lot of good production value here. It looks perfect. Do you appreciate it more now? Oh, definitely. You know, if you're not watching it for school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was so happy to watch it in school because, you know, anytime the movie was on, it was like, all right, I'm not doing anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess to beat off to Winona Ryder under yeah. his desk. Looking at armpits. <laughs> there was no armpits in the middle, middle aged ladies' armpits. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, John Hale of Beverly shows up. He is, uh, he's kind of a witch finder. Yeah, he's a witch hunter. Yeah. He's like Geralt. 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 <laughs> I never played the game. Geralt games. of Rivia. Yeah. But uh, not an unreasonable witch no. finder. I think we should give some background to this. So throughout the 16th and 17th centuries, there were over 50,000 people put to death in Europe for witchcraft. No way around that. Yeah, well, you know, can the whole Monty Python thing, right? Sure. I mean, can you float? You know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, there were people whose jobs it was to find witches. Specifically, most famously in England, was a guy who called himself the Witchfinder General, who was a man who went from town to town and always seemed to find witches wherever he went. <laughs> <laughs> James the First, the King of Scotland and later Great Britain, was. He wrote a book about witches and, like, how to find them. And, okay. And was real into witchery. Yeah, this was a major, major thing. And Reverend Hale is kind of like that coming to the new world. He's the American version He's of the it. American version of it. It was only a matter of time before that craze made its way across the sea. And it's funny, when this happened, it's kind of like the final, final incident where it never happens again. Yeah, this is like the end. It, you know? So Reverend Hale, he seems like a reasonable dude. They mentioned there was a Boston hanging two years ago. Mm -hmm. They also mentioned he let someone else off. Yes. He found them innocent. Yes, he had found people innocent. He's a, he's a good detective. Yeah. As well as you could be at this time. And as soon as he gets to town, all different parties are going to him and like throwing accusations at other people. Oh, yeah. It's like almost immediately the town is in a frenzy. Because, and we, we haven't really talked about it. The girls are like acting crazy. Yeah, they're um, acting hysterical. And well, they know that they might die. Yeah, well, they're terrified of that. Yeah. Specifically the, young, the two young girls. There's and Betty and there's another one. Abigail has an amazing line here. Say it. To scare them. Says, I can make you wish you never saw the sun come down. Sick. And I, I think line. she says, like, real quick, she makes a comment about how she saw her parents killed by Indians. And it, she said, yes, she's that is horrors. not. That's not her. That's actually Mary, the uh, John Proctor's servant. Okay. In real that. life. That so, happened to her. So Abigail in real life, we have to remember something about her. She's 11 years old. 
She's an orphan. Mm -hmm. Both her parents are dead. She will never have any land or be married, probably, because she has no stature. You're not going to inherit any land for marrying her, so she'll never be able to find a man. So the only way she will be able to rise to prominence is something like this, where she's important and she could point out witches. They're also children, and they're going to get a lot of... Uh, they're going to get something out of having as much attention as humanly possible. Exactly. They go to Tichuba. Well, she blames Tichuba. Right. And... She gets beat up a little. In real life, it was probably a much harsher beating. She was beaten a lot and then sold. Well, before she was sold, she named names. She oh, yeah. into it, and she said, A, B, and C were, they came to me in the night and made me, with the devil, and made me sign his book, <laughs> and these people are all involved. Once that happens, nothing can stop the frenzy. Oh, it's overtaking, yeah. yeah because now... It's mob mentality. It's, it... You know, I always, from the time I was a kid hearing the story and, and what went on, I always wondered, like, how a group of neighbors that are so closely knit could turn on each other so quickly. Come on, man. I learned a lot in the last two years. <laughs> you know, um, look, how, wherever you fall on the vaccine thing, it's certainly an eye-opening on how people perceive their neighbors. You know, either way. Yeah. And I, it's it's really it really like this this made this movie made me think about that, you know, how yeah. people turn on each other. I mean, communities are always just hanging on by a thread, right? You know, it it just takes a little bit to cause complete chaos and mm -hmm. madness. Yeah, and and just because you live in like a modern time doesn't mean you're immune to that. Yeah, exactly. Like it it could happen at any moment at any time. So. Um, take it, take what you will. Even though it's to us, it seems like a foreign, crazy thing to happen. It did. It's not, not far anymore. off. Not anymore. We're not. Now I see it. How many generations are we from that? Five, four. Like realistically, four hundred years ago. But so, oh, no, so we could safely three hundred years ago. So less than five, less than five people <laughs> away. It's not like we evolved too much from there. You know, <laughs> technology evolved and, and maybe our overall intellect, but our nature didn't. The evolve. way we do our witch hunts changed. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. On like, we just had a giant trial that like you know it's celebrity shit. But we had a woman who lied to the press, slandered a man, and ruined his career, no, and is now lost. proven innocent. But the damage was done to this dude for five years. We also jail people you know? indefinitely without trial, and nobody bats an eye. How how is that any different than execution? Just because you didn't kill somebody doesn't mean you just didn't take their life away. I, I'm you know I'm talking just. There's I'm just saying in general, there's there's different. There's a lot yeah. to be learned Things, from yeah. this event. Oh yeah, yes. there's a lot to be taken from it to a, that can be applied to our modern times. So we see Daniel Day Lewis uh, again, and he's like, "What the fuck is going on here?" You know, <laughs> he's turned on. Um, he has a hat that makes him look like the Undertaker. <laughs> and he you, smiles when he you finds guys, out she's up to mischief. You be, guys may not know that. this, but for this role, one of the things he did to prepare. He actually burned women at the stake. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. He said it helped him get in character. It's dedication. That's, yeah. that's method yeah. acting. Yeah. That's Methodist acting. Yeah. Methodist. Don't talk to me about that. Oh. <laughs> Harrison. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so Hale questions the girls. He wants names. Yeah. Uh, then Titipa is named and whipped. They're all rats. Everyone starts naming everybody. Yeah. Trying yeah. to save their skin. Because, uh, we should say this, if you confess, you will not hang. 
Yes. But in a so w- in real life, fifty people were convicted of being witches, and they did not hang. Nineteen hanged. Nineteen hanged, but there were fifty convicted of being mm-hmm. witches that admitted to it and lived. Right, <laughs> which is insane. Um, I mean, it's it's a pretty easy decision. But there's something to be said about the <laughs> martyrs. Obviously, I don't think they were witches. It's more important to them for their eternal souls than to save their own skins. You know, because it, it it would damn them certainly. To lie and say, I have communed with the devil. Well, is, isn't that uh, one of the commandments? Thou shalt not bear false witness. Yeah. Yeah, good point. It, you know, you're directly breaking a commandment mm-hmm. by doing Damning that. Damning yourself. And these are people who, you know, Truly ardently right. believe well, this. Well, that's yes. their entire life. Their entire life is that belief. Like, it's easy for us to look at it and be like, oh, we just lie. But those 50 people that lied, like you said, how strong that belief was and it's clearly shown not only in this movie but in history books that had to take a lot too probably Mm -hmm. i mean maybe maybe not so much to actually go be put to death for it right you know but it's both are bad both are horrible so then judge thomas danfort aka buckle hat shows up hold on they we do have the scene where john proctor talks to abigail like beaver was bringing up before where she tries to fuck him and he he threw. He was into it at first. He well, he had fucked her in the past. Yeah, that didn't like, happen at, yet. He was like, "Look at you." It didn't happen yet. No. But she tells him. No, it very, happened. No, very shortly. Buckle Hat enters town. Is that the judge? That's the judge. He shows up. Then beggars are tried. Poor something. Is Giles dead. Corey. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh no, poor Jacobs. Jacobs. Oh, the old man. Yeah. So the beggars are tried first. After Buckle Hat enters town, they're the first people. Then is the Woods confrontation. No, but I was talking about when when John Proctor first goes to town. He meet, he talks to Abigail by yeah. themselves yeah. behind the, the building. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And she flat out tells him, "Yeah, I made this all up." And yeah, she, and he he laughs. Like, he laughs. He's like, "Ah, mischievous he, little girl." Right. He thought yeah. it was just going to blow over and yeah. and it would be fine. And I thought they were, I thought they were going to bone. I actually wrote, "Oh, look, they're going to romp." What's the colonial term for getting it in? Well, she wants to. <laughs> She wanted to, and, and he denied her. He's like, uh, not right now. We can't do this. I'm done with this. Right. So then the beggars are tried. Poor Jacobs. Oh, you feel so bad for that guy. That's the guy where I really felt bad for him. Yeah. He's accused of being a child molester. He's accused of his spirit coming out of his body and, like, going to little girls' houses and fucking around. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> and in reality, it's a land grab because we see it in scenes earlier. Right. That Jeffrey that Mr. Jones. Mr. Putnam. Yeah. And you just you just assume the the judge and everyone else involved knows they know. I don't, I don't think so. No, they take this shit serious. You know, towards as the trials go on, they yes. start yes. to show the judges are being sarcastic about it and know the answers they want. By the end, it becomes more about power. Saving than, fa- no, it becomes about saving face. By the end, by the by end, the end okay. By end, it's more important that they aren't being told that they fucked up. That they've killed people, yeah. you know, and no, nothing's going on. There's no witchcraft here. It's There's no devil. serious. At this point in the story, they take this shit super serious. You know, it's like we're something's going on and we're going to get to the bottom of this. But they ne- but they they take it like way too far and they, they get the wrong conclusions because the act is so insane. You know, you have these girls going in the courtroom with them. Ah! Yeah, people are on trial and their accusers are sitting there with them, screaming and pretending to being assaulted by their ghosts while they stand there. Yeah. You know, and nobody sees the ghosts. <laughs> and it's like, 
What are you You're doing to this woman? Believing <laughs> between the ages of 10 and what? 15, right. 16? maybe 18 max, you're believing everything they say. Like It's almost like, what, you're not a group of adults? It's and obvious, some of them are even saying like they're acting. It's obvious like, to us, the viewer, that they're, that they're fucking around because like one girl will yell something and then they all repeat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? But imagine, just take yourself out of it. Imagine you're in that society. You've grown up in that society. And you're in this... Sca- you're sca- it's an intimidating thing to be in this courtroom. And... There's devilry happening in front of you. Maybe they can get one over on you, you know? Don't you think? I mean... Sure, but... It's possible if you believe this stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Sure, but the, it, even the townsfolk didn't believe it. Some of them. the old, Like, especially uh, Rebecca Nurse, who's the older woman who they all respected. You know, she, they said she was a midwife and she had brought something like 20 the, children. The matriarch, the world, yeah. And, stuff, yeah. and even uh, Reverend Hale, when he got there, knew about her. Like, And she's the one that first says... I've seen this. Yes, they're kids. They're f- kids. They're yeah. fucking around. This is bullshit. Yes. And Hale just and goes, let's they... just make sure. Right. There's... And he even sees, he's like, yeah, this, is... mm-hmm. this isn't anything. They and immediately turn on her. Yeah. Right. Whoever whoever naysays is going to get eaten alive. Yep. That's why I thought, you know what? I think the people in charge, this was land grabbing. Yeah. The guy who they killed had 600 acres. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you, if you know... There's how you're considered a, a citizen and how you vote is by land. Mm-hmm. You own land. So to I, this is just a land grab. That's all it was. And I think it's worth mentioning. I don't know how um, important it is really to the to what went down. But I think it's, it's reasonable to point out that Massachusetts soil, Massachusetts is not known for farming. It's shitty farmland. Like their main industry in the colonial period it's was fishing, ship, right? fishing, shipbuilding, stuff like that. They have great timber forests that they can make great stuff out of. The bread baskets were in New York and and uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. And Jersey. But if you if you're a farmer and you're living in Massachusetts, farmland, good farmland is kinda hard to come by. You know? Okay. So it's reasonable that you want to expand your land if you can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or at least get land to put something more valuable than farming. Mm-hmm. So then Daniel Day Lewis and Winona Ryder meet in the woods. And they have a confrontation, and she grabs his cock and tries to fuck him in the woods. Yes. Being like, fuck me, <laughs> like, let's end this. And he's like, nah. He's like, nah. Now, the interesting thing is, they have had uh, sex already right. in the movie. And he feels horrible about it. He's eaten alive with guilt, where I'm right. like, dude, come on. like, Do it again. <laughs> Hell, Lucifer, goddamn, she's hot. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, in real life, Daniel Day-Lewis, um, he had sex with Renona Ryder to prepare for the role. Really? Yeah. Uh, yep. Right, they, okay. they had sex to prepare for the role. That makes sense. And then when he found out the real Abigail Williams was 11 years old, he actually had sex with a real 11-year-old. I'm, I'm sure he could find one. Anything to Mr. Epstein. To get uh, into the shoes of another person. He's Anything. like, I have to, I have to really He's commit. He's got to get in that mindset. Yeah. How else are you going to get into the mindset unless right. you go I full in? I want to John. Proctor. I want to be John, John Proctor. <laughs> I am John Proctor. This is my name! <laughs> That's the best part where he starts yeah. screaming that. Because it sounds oh, like it sounds like Bill, the butcher, Bill the butcher. Yeah, It's like proto Bill the Butcher. Yeah. Like, oh, there he is! What a powerful scene, but we'll, we'll get there. So they're confronted. They talk about witch hunts. And I gotta say, even in real life, I am sick of witch hunts. 
I am sick of innocent men going down in flames. Guys like Harvey Weinstein, mm. Kevin Spacey, Bill right. Cosby. We have seen too many right. good men dragged through the mud right. over things like this. No more guilty until proven innocent. It's got to be innocent until proven guilty. Funny That's you bring that up because uh, a lot of our legal system, the American legal system, is born right here. Yeah. You know, this is it. Mm -hmm. It's innocent until proven guilty, straight out of the Salemwich trials. It wasn't that, like, really before? At no. All? no. Like, at all? No. Right no. to legal representation? Straight, straight out of the this. Salemwich trials. Right to cross-examine your accuser? Right from this. Do you, you think know? the uh, the martyrs were worth it, then, in that regard? Because <sighs> one, one could argue that. I mean, they didn't die in vain. They, they, what their death led to a far better, more just society. Of course, but and they're remembered. They are. Oh yeah. I, I actually have. I, I've been to Salem. Have either of you been to Salem? I have not. I have not. I highly recommend. I don't going go there. where there's witches. I, uh, <laughs> I visited their graves. I paid my my respects. I uh, did, did you some spit tours. On the grave. I actually partook in uh, some witchcraft. See, now, doesn't that, <laughs> like you just said, yes, I, I paid my I respects at the graves of the victims, I did great and stuff. then I danced in the woods like a pagan. <laughs> no, like, no, 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 I didn't, I didn't Then dance. I did the thing that they got murdered for. Like, why did the goth kids take over that town? You know, <laughs> it wasn't goth kids. All right, tell me about it. I went during Halloween, which, as one does, that's mm -hmm. like, I went to the, the he museums. He stopped at Hot Topic uh, first and got his, his eyeliner, his parachute <laughs> yeah. pants. It's like spiked collar His Iron Maiden shirt. Yeah, everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> derailed me. I No, I went on this She's haunted witch tour. She's in love with herself. She likes to I was listening to that the whole time, obviously. <laughs> uh, a little typo. I was on witch tours. Mm -hmm. I went to multiple museums. It was great. And then there's this, um, like a package. So with that tour, you get like a traditional seance kind of, or not, or I guess witch, I don't even know what to call it, ritual, mm -hmm. right? So you go into this like old house and it's like a bunch, it's like a basement and there's a little, Is, I, I, guess, I assume it's some kind of historical house. Do you know what it was? I couldn't tell you. The there were hoes in the house. <laughs> There is some hose in this house. Yes, yes. I couldn't tell you the name of the house. It probably was, but I didn't look into it too much. Steve and I were in Disney World together because we're a couple of fruits. Yeah. yeah. And this was about a year ago. And we were walking around in the Magic Kingdom, again, because we're a couple of fruits. <laughs> and we were just talking loudly so everyone could hear us <laughs> about how that song, what is it? Wet, Wet Ass, ass Pussy. Wet is the <laughs> most important cultural achievement of the last decade. <laughs> And we're just just saying how great it is. Mind you, I'm brilliant. in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, he's in a wheelchair, <laughs> and I'm pushing him. And we're just loud, so well, everybody here is just like, "It is masterful." There are hoes in this house, you know. <laughs> the statement for the ages. And this woman comes over to us, and she just goes, "Are you serious? <laughs> are you are you two being serious?" <laughs> yeah. And we go, "Yeah." WAP is the best acronym to come out in the last hundred years. <laughs> And she just was like disgusted with us and walked away. Do you think she was disgusted because you were saying it's good or because there's children around you? You're in Disney. You no, no, she was mad because we were saying it was saying artistic. artistic good. Yeah, it was we saying the saying epitome of artistic, artistic okay. achievement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, I'm, we were drunk on blue milk and margaritas <laughs> in, in Magic Kingdom. That's our own fault. So <laughs> Hale goes into the house and uh, he talks to Goody Proctor. Yes. 
Ah, uh, yes. Um, by the way, Mrs. Pleasantville. Is oh, she's from Pleasantville? She's from Pleasantville. She's Pleasant Bill. Pleasant Bill. Hi, I'm Bill. <laughs> He's always happy. <laughs> it's always nice to see Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Ask me how my day's going. How's it going, Bill? Great. <laughs> <laughs> I helped an old lady across the street earlier. It was great. I'm Pleasant Bill. Toby Maguire classic. Did I tell you both my children died in a fiery car wreck earlier today? No, I'm sorry to hear that. Bill. It's okay. I'm never down. I'm Pleasant Bill. <laughs> Any misspoken thing on this show turns into a bit. Oh, yeah. It's the only way we get anything. <laughs> Yeah, you one misstep, one misstep, and you <laughs> you will burn for an hour. <laughs> anyway, yes, uh, Elizabeth Proctor is accused by Abigail Williams because Abigail Williams is trying to get her out of the way so she can get at that Daniel Day Lewis dick. Yep. Is this the scene where Martha speaks out? No, this is when That's they go later. to they go to the Proctor house. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, they're in the they're house. They ask okay. him to recite the Ten Commandments and things like that. Okay, that's a good scene. Yeah, he doesn't scene. know cool. adultery. Well, he can't say it because he doesn't want to say an adulterer, it. Yeah. Yeah. and he's racked with guilt. And that's when he notices. Oh, that he he had a good line there too. It was like a it's, lot of good uh, lines in this. The commandments are a foundation, and if even one crack happens, it's a problem or something like that. Mm -hmm. Reverend Hale says, that. Reverend yeah. Hale, yeah, I thought that was that was really uh -huh. cool because he knows it's like oh that. They have a bad marriage. And before the scene is over, uh, a bunch of army guys show up with a cart, and they arrest Elizabeth without Reverend Hale even finishing his investigation. Yeah. Because it's just gotten that out of hand. Yeah. So then there's a courtroom Hale's showdown. Pissed, right? At that point, he's like, what's going yeah. on? Yeah. Like, yeah. This like, is when he starts to realize. This is BS. Oh. Because he's talking to them. He's like, right. these aren't witches. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They They're know the commandments. People. Right. There's a courtroom showdown. And then Isn't um seen the movie, right? Uh no, 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 no. That's a little later. So then uh Judge Danafort, he says, if you're not with the court, then you are against it. Which of course reminds me of George Bush? No, Anakin Skywalker. Oh, right. If you're <laughs> not with me, then you are my enemy. You turned against me. <laughs> you no. have done that yourself. <laughs> Don't you see? You were supposed to destroy the witches, not join them. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> Episode three seems to come up a lot, too. <laughs> we love the prequels, apparently. We love to talk about them. By the way, the new Obi-Wan show, it fucking stinks. Pile of shit. It's uh, garbage. Are you surprised? <laughs> At this point, by the time this comes out, it's over. But the first three episodes, we've wa I watched them. It's fucking horrible. It's unwatchable <laughs> it's dreck. It's just not surprising. It's a low point. It's not surprising. <laughs> Do you know, even though this is in the in the past, Orville kills it. Just got to say, for sci-fis, you got to go Orville. Mm. Star Trek failed. Star Wars failed. There's one show out there. Okay. There's one person that could agree with me here. One person, not so much. I watched the first episode of the Orville. They referenced the Kardashians, and they <laughs> used it to save the world, and I opted out of the show for good. <laughs> I've been told it gets better. I can't get past that. Clearly, you're not a WAP respecter. No. It's all in the same uh, I. What do you guys think of the character Mr. Corey? Giles? Giles. Giles Corey. Giles Corey is a great character. Yes. Um... It's ridiculous that as soon as Reverend Hale shows up, he's like, you know, my wife reads books. 
and tries to get his wife in trouble. Can you check that out? But uh, he turns around. He's a good guy, and he's he's obviously the closest ally to John Proctor. Oh yeah, and they kind of work together to try and save each other's wives from the gallows. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work out well. No, but they have this scene where they put John. John goes to the court and presents evidence. And what has happened is his servant came home with a doll and gave it to Mrs. Proctor. Well, she hasn't been stabbed yet. No, she has. We missed it. Okay. Well, we need to talk about that. Yes. So Mary Mary is John Proctor's servant. And she comes to the Proctor house and gives the wife a doll as a present. Well, that that before that, she has come forward, right? Oh, yeah. no, no, not yet. Not yet. She no. gives she gives him the doll, and it's discovered in the house because Abigail says that Mary was doing voodoo shit, you know, trying giving it to uh, Elizabeth. And when they go to the house, they find a pin in the doll, and Abigail had stabbed herself in the same place that the doll had been stabbed with the pin to kind of show that there's evil afoot. And this is very damning evidence for Elizabeth. Um, well, it proves she's a witch. Right, that she was doing. How that. else would Winona Ryder get stabbed? She's not going to do it herself. Obviously. <laughs> I've decided the court. I've decided the courts are right. <laughs> I'm on the side. You know, we see her stab herself. I don't recall. I don't recall this. <laughs> Didn't see it. Never happened. It's fiction. But they, <laughs> we made it up. We made it up. It never happened. Now is this the scene where Martha says her bit? Yeah, because so Martha she, rules. Proctor, no, she does not. Proctor forces oh, her. About after, the same Martha. Martha is the servant girl. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that one. Talking about Elizabeth, the wife. No, I'm talking about the lady that says, "What else are fools good for?" and walks out. The uh, the one that was hung. Uh, that's Rebecca Nurse, I think. Oh, did I get the wrong character name? Oh no, I think you're right. I'm I'm wrong. Mary is the servant girl. Mary Lewis. Mm -hmm. Because I remember saying Martha rules, and that was the person I was talking about. Because she was just like, these people are faking, you're all insane, and walks out of the courtroom, and Mm -hmm. then they they arrest her for it. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) she's done so. Um, So they ask her to faint. And she can't do it. She can't do it. She has stage fright. Right. She comes forward and tells the court everything that's the doll. It's all bullshit. Right. We made it up. And then, this is my favorite scene in the movie, I don't know about you guys, where John presents his evidence and, you know, talks about how Abigail had told him it was all... It was I crazy. have known her! Yes. And he's forced to admit that he had sex with her mm-hmm. to the court. Do you think he's just bragging? <laughs> it's not bragging. He's like... He's, he's like ruining his life. He's, he's like... Adulterer. He's like, look at that well, hot he, piece well, of no, ass. Yeah. I smashed it. He would, be, he would still be arrested for that, no? Yes. Yeah, but he, he wouldn't still hang. arrested. It's not a hangable offense. You're just... You're looked like a... It's like being a pedophile. It, yes, he, uh, he's ostracized from the community. He's it's like being a pedophile, right? Right, yes. Which she is 11, so... <laughs> I have known her! How old is she? I, I assumed in this she was like 16. Yeah, she's like a teenager. She's like a 16. Teenager. She's 17. Right. So in this in the play, she is specifically described as a 17-year-old. Really? Okay. okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he would be, because he would be a pedophile then, kind of. Well, no, because that was legal yeah. then. I mean, they're having kids at fucking 12. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, they bring his wife out, and she knows what happened, and she has to admit that she threw, because Abigail used to be their servant, she has to throw, that she threw them out, threw her out for fucking with her husband. But if she does that, she'll ruin John's name. And John's like, she has never lied. Right. 
and he pumps her up. He's like, she's never lied in her life. She's going to tell the truth when you ask her. And she comes in, and she <laughs> lies on behalf of her husband. And, and it breaks your heart. His head mm. sinks. Yes. Because he's already admitted it. Right. And you know that if she just told the truth, it would all be over. That yep. was the all best of scene. it would be That's over. the best scene in the movie. It's, the it's so movie. tense. Yeah. The best scene in the movie. That is the most tense I've seen in a film in a long time. And as soon as she says the lie, he like drops, and he just turns, and he goes, I've already told them. And, and it's she, too late. And she knows, my God, what have I done? You know? Like Hugh Jackman. Right. <laughs> In Les Mis. You know, I was thinking about this not long ago, and I wanted to bring it up on the show. Okay. To see if you could still do it. So there used to be... <laughs> In the UA theaters, the United Artists Theaters, a <laughs> recurring Les Mis promo. Ran for like a year. Brian memorized the entire thing. And this, I'm talking 10 years ago. How many times have we seen this? I, I don't go to a lot of movies and I've seen it like 15 times. Yeah. I've looked for it online. You can't find it. Brian goes to like every movie in the world. Yes. And he has forever. And he knows this thing like the back of his hand. Brian, can you still do it? Lame is. Oh my god. All right. Hold on. It's so hard because I'm ice cold. I haven't seen it in so long. Mm -hmm. I know that Hugh Jackman goes, What have I done? Dear God, what have I done? <laughs> and it's him I'm doing. The run. <laughs> oh, what have I done? Sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus, what have I done? <laughs> Am I a thief on the night? Am I a thief on the run? It's something a like dog that. Dog on the run. Dog on the run, yeah. <laughs> but. I wish I could find the or whole... I sing, or I could sing it like this. Oh, yes, that's what he would do. I could, I could yes. sing it like this. Yes, right. Because the whole thing with that Les Mis version was that the actors would sing not to the music and the, they would play the piano behind them. So, so he's like, so if I sing it like this, what have I done? Dear God, what have I done? Or I could... He, he's Shatner for some reason oh, <laughs> as I'm doing I it. I sing it like this. And he's like, or I could sing it like this. What have I done? Sweet Jesus, what have I done? And he's like, and the piano will change behind me. <laughs> I'm a little upset you forgot it. Dude, it, I, I, it, I've, I will tell you I've looked for it online and I can't find mm. it. If anyone can find and it. And then it showed like, Elizabeth, what's her name? Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Something's hell I'm living. <laughs> Did either of you see the movie? Yes. No. Oh, you did? I saw it in theaters. It's bad, right? I, I didn't see I it. I made Bron our friend uh, Brincado go with me. Mm. I said, we got to, the two two bros, we got to just go see Les Mis together. <laughs> just got to bro out. It's a bro move. And we just, the, the two two bros just went and watched Les Mis. <laughs> Was that the last time you two spoke? No, no, we spoke it since. But yeah, we watched Les Mis together, like two uh, straight hetero men will do. <laughs> Cried the entire time. Hmm. No, I haven't. We could actually do that on the podcast. I was thinking of it. Oh, yeah. I guess we could. <laughs> Does that fit? Yeah, it's a real event. Next June, we're doing only musicals for oh, Pride. Oh. <laughs> Pride. Oh. Um, back to the movie. Please, God. Does that um, mean we'll be doing them in, like, December? <laughs> <laughs> so the movie... The rest of it is kind of like, or so Elizabeth is pregnant. We find out she's not going to get hanged. John's having another kid. Good for him. Well, this is another. He scene. says, he says, it's a whore's vengeance. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's talking about Abigail. Yeah. He's like, this is a whore's vengeance. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the whole lying things. Then this is a great line. <gasps> We're pulling heaven down and raising up a whore. <laughs> a harlot. A harlot. Oh, OK. Is it? Maybe a whore. 
I don't know. Yeah. I was I was trying to. Reference, he runs out uh, into the into the the lake. Yeah, I was wondering. This is just a random lake. It's like a pond. Okay. I was trying to reference something before before this scene that the judge and this is to my case says she's with child. You got a couple of months, almost a year, which mm-hmm. is a long time. Kind of referencing like. We can dra- this will end this by the will time. This will end. Yeah. Just say what you got to say. Right. Let it end because he knows it's all bullshit. By this point, I think most of the town has realized uh, it's all in, BS. In the court that it's all BS. Yeah. But they've already hung people. Well, there's a scene where all the townspeople are just looking and they're all pissed. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and they support John Proctor. Yeah, they know yeah. he's a good man. They, the court's trying to find a way out of this. So they don't look bad. So they don't yeah. look bad. Because they're the ones who will hang if they find out that it's... Well, not even that. It's just like... Well, the they people need, kill They them. need to be the authority, you know? And if they they keep this up, they're going to lose that. The way I saw it was they were the people were going to kill them. I don't think the people would ever kill them, but they'll certainly... Because there was the knife stabbed to the, the door of the parish. Mm. Oh, Paris is is hated yeah. at this point. But now they want to they want to kill him because everyone yeah. knows what's going on. Right. It's like this is all a power grab. Mm-hmm. This is all like nonsense. And it's like the Reverend Hale and the judge they don't need to live with these people tomorrow. You know, when it's over, they're going to go back to Boston. Yeah. It'll be done with. The rest of like Paris has to look his neighbors in the eye forever. You know, mm-hmm. and that's when this next scene takes place because it, the chaos starts happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Daniel Day-Lewis, he's getting, uh, like, you know, he's in the lake and he's screaming, God is dead! And that's that. Now he's a witch. He's saying it, you know, just right. to be... Out of a rage. Yeah. Yeah, that that he can't save his wife. Exactly. And he's like, you already think I'm a witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a witch. God yeah. is dead. Yeah. And then, well, that's it. Then they show a shot of a... Candle getting snuffed out. Mm-hmm. We see a bunch of hangings. Yep. And Corey, poor Corey. He's getting crushed to death. He's getting crushed to death. Because he won't name names of where he got his evidence from to save his wife. The yep. most badass last line ever said. More weight. That's a true story. <laughs> yes, it is. So oh, really? That's yes, true? That actually happened. To death with stones. And he, he, the last thing he said was more weight. Whoa! Yeah, the balls. He's a fucking awesome dude. Hero. Yeah, Corey's an actual hero because he wouldn't give up anyone. Nope. He yeah. wouldn't. He wouldn't blaspheme his neighbors. Well, now Winona Ryder is getting desperate. Yes, and she is trying to name anybody she can. And she never wanted Proctor to go on the noose. Obviously, no. Uh, she names Hale. Yeah, and, and it, the judge is like, no. He laughs at her. Yeah, it's like no. And now she knows the jig is up. Mm-hmm. So she goes to John Proctor and she's like, let's flee together. She steals money from her father, from yeah. her uncle. Yeah. And she goes to John Proctor and she's like, let's flee together. Get on a ship and yeah. go to the and Barbados. Go. And he says, we'll meet in hell. Yeah. <laughs> he tells her to fuck off. She runs away. She and, gets away. And she's gone. Yeah. She gets away. Hale tries desperately to save mm-hmm. Daniel Day-Lewis they, and the Proctor. Lee says they're innocent to the judge. Yes. He's trying and trying to get John to just confess so that he won't hang. But he doesn't want to lie, obviously. But then he, he has a meet with his wife to get her to try and convince him to do it. And he, she kind of does. He has to search his soul. And she's like, all right, fine. I will confess. I want to live. I want to live! 
move! <laughs> she says, it was a cold house I kept. Yeah, she apologizes. For, for not fucking enough. For not fucking enough. Yeah. Ladies, I was, I was that's a lesson. Uh, I was expecting a quick conversation. Just John, why, why didn't you just rub one out instead of... That's a sin. You know? <laughs> Adultery is a worse sin. It's all the same to these people. Every sperm is sacred. Mm. Yes. Every sperm this is, is good. true. This is true. <laughs> all well, the other sperm is wasted. Would have saved a lot of trouble. So then we get the big finale, right? <laughs> yeah. John is going to sign the name, sign his name. He does sign confess, it. Confess. But just to be a fucking prick on wheels, this judge wants to make him name someone else. Like, he's, he's going to say, yes, I signed the devil's book. I am in league with, with the devil. And the judge wants to say, who else is? Yes. And, he and is, it could keep going. He's, and he's watching the people who won't admit it. And they're looking at and they're him. They're looking at him like, oh, man. They're like, how can you stand in front of these people who are about to be martyred for, for the truth and reason? And then he's supposed to stand there and say, yeah, they... Uh, wait, maybe they I, are witches. Maybe yeah. I was confused about this. That's not. I don't, is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he said you have to sign this, but I have to put it on the door of the parish. That that too. It's he a part of he it. But he asked, but are even they with more you? Than he said that. no. But are they with more, you? No. Right. But even more than that, they want him to. to they say want him to that, say no. To say that the people that have not confessed are are witches. not. He wants them to double down that they are witches. The ones that having have not confessed. Yeah. The ones that ha no. The ones that are arrested. He goes, did you see them with the devil? And he, he says no. He says no. But they want him to say yes. No, they want him to say no. Because then they point to the next one and say, did you see him with the devil? He goes, no. And the judge kind of slightly nods and goes, okay, sign it. So he, the judge knows it's either they all die or he confesses. That's mm -hmm. it. It's, it's, so they're going to die. You can't have both. No, they yeah, won't. Yeah, no, those two women were going to die no matter what. No. They yes. They yes. I thought they would have went free if no. you did that. No, no, no. Oh. Then they probably would have been like, yeah, sign it. Yeah. They knew they were going to die, mm -hmm. and they were disgusted that, that he was selling out. He was selling out. Oh, okay. I read that wrong. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, he has his great line. It is my name! Amazing. I shall not have another! Amazing. <laughs> it's such a great line. It's awesome. It's such great acting. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is another thing he did. You know, I mentioned it before. He didn't brush his teeth for 12 years to get ready for the role. Right, right, yes. You got to respect the authenticity, though. Anyone who's willing to uh, endure tooth decay for the sake of realism. <laughs> it, 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 uh, bull, what a great actor. Bull, yeah, bullshit, <laughs> bullshit bit aside... Like, I love when they do details like that. Like, mm -hmm. no one had sparkly white teeth. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. these are dark, dirty, <laughs> disgusting times. Yeah. Half of them said. have scurvy. <laughs> I said, uh, I, I wrote a note here. I stopped taking notes. This is too good. Yeah. I couldn't. I was like, now I got to watch this now. I'm, I was invested. Mm -hmm. And uh, to your point, it was like the costume, the setting, yeah. it, the it, detail was a really great, great. He gets hanged. He gets hanged while reciting... Uh, the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, which actually happened um, with one particular, not John Proctor, okay, but uh, another guy uh, who was a former pastor in the town, actually oh. got convicted. accused and convicted, and he got up there and he recited the prayer, and they said like, oh, uh, someone in league with the devil could never do that, and he fucking they hung him anyway, even though he was doing <laughs> <that>. yep. <laughs> just to be on the yep. safe side. People suck. <laughs> yep. Mob mentality is horrible. Mm -hmm. And that was... And that's the end of the movie. John's dead. There's 19 executions. 
19 executions yeah. in total um, and one man being crushed to death, Giles Corey. Why uh, was he crushed to death? Because he was not accused of being a witch. That was them kind of like torturing him to get him to talk. He was... He was... Um, right, because he lied to the courts. No, he was... He had evidence that his wife was innocent, and they asked him, how did you come by that? And he didn't want to name names on who told him. He didn't, because that would, that would uh, convict someone else. Oh, okay. So he didn't want to do that. Yeah. And they were just like, he's just like, fine, fuck you. I'm going to get crushed to death. <laughs> I, thought, I, I, I figured like they would have just hung him. Well, he, he wasn't a witness. It was like an interrogation that they just kept putting he, more stones on. He was just on. like, no. Yeah. Took three days for him to die. Badass. Yeah. So, what a badass. <laughs> so a couple of things uh, about the real people, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the real Tituba later recanted her confession and said it was forced out of her by being beat, Yeah, which makes sense. Abigail Williams was 11 years old. She never slept with John Proctor. No. She kind of just disappeared. She's disappeared. The There's no record. record of her yeah. as to what happens after this, which is so interesting because mm -hmm. she caused such a thing and yeah. she's gone. The leaders probably killed her. Erase the evidence. Uh, Mary Warren, if I'm not mistaken, kind of just went on with life, got married, lived in the town forever. You know? Wow. <laughs> and a lot of uh, that. That's pretty much what happened to uh, most of them. Life goes on, you know? They just got past this and had to live with that. Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> what a crazy <laughs> summer that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was one crazy summer. There was a part where Winona Ryder was chasing through Bobcat Goldwaith in a Godzilla costume, and they were smashing up a little town. They had a regatta. <laughs> yeah. It was a big boat race. <laughs> boat race. <laughs> John Cusack was playing basketball. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is a really a turning point in American history and a, a pivotal moment, albeit a disturbing one. Yes, but an important one. They the the legacy of this, obviously, as we've talked about before, echoes in our justice system. I think it was kind of like the bubble bursting on the Puritan domination of Mass of the Massachusetts colony and it becoming more susceptible to integrating into the rest of the 13 because it's it was very much a religious you know zone it was a stronghold if you weren't in if you weren't in the church you could not operate and live in Massachusetts in fact that's how Rhode Island got founded as we talked about well as we will talk about in the future <laughs> the future <laughs> futures now yeah and I highly recommend going to Salem. I, I'm surprised. It's cool. I'm surprised you haven't been there, Anthony. I, I just haven't. I've been to Boston uh, one That's time. Why. It was in a bachelor party, and you don't just say to all the guys that want to drink at bars, "Hey, you guys want to go look well, at the goth you, you people would go and to the witches?" Uh, you go to Sturbridge more a lot. It's hours from from uh, civilization from Boston. <laughs> And Salem. Salem is like right next to Boston. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I went to oh, Boston really? and I went yeah. to Salem on my trip to Boston. Right, and, and I, I loved it. It was really fantastic. My I spent a lot of time in Sturbridge, Massachusetts, growing up, and that's it's not close. It's like an okay. hour or two hours away. Uh, I figured uh, you, you you should go both of you because it's the museums there really are. Oh, it, it's something I'd like to do at some point. It, I want to go to Sleepy Hollow too. Sleepy Hollow? That's in New York. Is it like New Long York? Island? New York. It's, it's Dude, don't go there. Why? The Headless Horseman yeah, is going to throw it's fucking... Dangerous. He's going to cut your head off. But I may run into my girlfriend, Christina Ricci. Oh! <laughs> oh damn. Oh. 
He's he's playing a different game. Are you he's, saying he's if I go to Salem, I may run into Winona Ryder? Yeah. No, oh, I did. I'm saying if you go into Chicago, you may run into middle-aged Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Second City that, TV, all right. I was, I was thinking Home Alone, but yeah. Oh. That, <laughs> or, that armpit. Do you think she would have sold herself to get home to Kevin? You know, I thought about this a lot. The whole scene with John Candy in Home Alone. Is yeah. he trying to fuck her? 100%. And she said, She's a smoke show. She, she looks good. She looks good. Dude, have you seen her armpit? <laughs> When it's she's, one of the most erotic armpits you'll ever see. When she's at the airport and she's yelling at the ticket taker woman, if I have to sell my soul to the devil, I will get home to Chicago. What does she say? If I have to sell my soul to the devil himself, yeah. I will get home to my son. Yes, and then you got polka polka yeah. going on behind her. He, he would have fucked her, right? Of course he would have. Look at all, John Candy. All the polka men. And look at her. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a straight gangbang. It was a polka gangbang. Do you think they did? And we just don't see it? Yes. They were playing like Weird Al stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like the least Weird erotic Al. music to fuck to <laughs> is polka. And it's great because she only gets there ahead of the rest of the family by like two minutes. Yeah, she didn't need to do any of that. Right. <laughs> Instead, she had every hole filled. By polka men. Yeah. The lowest of all men. <laughs> I'm, we're gonna get some email. Hey, I'm a Pokemon and I'm from Philly. Fuck you guys. Eagles rule. Go birds. When we do a big fan, based on a true story. Now we just do anything in real life. What do you think of the movie The Witch? Because I, lo- I, I love. The I kept thinking of it as we were watching oh, this. It's, yeah, it's very similar. Topic. Did you um, see The Witch, Steve? Uh, I did not see The Witch. Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? <laughs> Black Philip is here. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a talking uh, goat named Black Philip. Yeah. And he says that. Um, see, that, when, you, when you say things like that, it makes me not want dude, to watch it. Dude, it's literally it's so legit, ridiculous. In my opinion, probably in the top five movies of the last decade. It's you, incredible. You've both told me this. It's I'm from, gonna watch it. It's from the point. Northman and the Witch director. It's Robert Eggers. He rules. Yeah, the, the, the Northman the Lighthouse was, was awesome. Lighthouse. What I say? You said the Northman and the Witch. Oh yeah. Lighthouse <laughs> is like one of the best movies. Yeah. Northman's amazing. That movie, The Witch. It yes is, you know, it's the same type of people, but it's like it's earlier on. Yeah. It's not when civilization has come. They use real accounts of like shit that mm-hmm. happened. And oh, that's cool. I think that movie is great because it plays with kind of the horror that is the American wilderness at that time. You know, it's not just the witchery. It's like, what is beyond the woods? You know, once you get past that tree line, it is a continent that is completely untamed and ready to eat you alive. Yeah, you know, and that's something we didn't talk about with this movie either. Mm-hmm. These people are constantly under threat. There's in real life in Salem, there has been tons of death from a disease recently. Mm-hmm. There's Native American attacks, which that that's kind of over at this point. But but it, it very recently. That's what I mean. Like and the, one of the one of the the people there is is correct. They both their parents were murdered by Indians. You yeah, know, one not of the, one of the girls accused. Not oh, Abigail one of the girls doing the accusing. Yes, but like, Mercy like these people are living in such a stressful fucking environment mm-hmm. that you're telling them all this bad shit is the cause of a supernatural force. It's believable. It's believable. Yeah, yeah. and on top of that, like we mentioned before. Like, the Indian stuff wasn't happening too long ago, so dancing naked around a fire, whether it's Satan or just influence of outside, 
to survive in a culture like that, it has to be strict. So like, yeah, well, get rid of it now. Just get rid of it now. Have a fun. Girls you know? just want to have fun, like the song. Cindy knew what she was talking yeah. about. Yeah, if they only it was knew actually Cindy. about the crucible. It was <laughs> Cindy Lauper's song is actually about Puritan America. <laughs> it's not just that song. Every Cindy Lauper song is about the crucible. Time after time is about how they like they were found guilty. You know, they time say, after time they say when you play. The discography from Cindy backwards, backwards, but match it up with the Crucible. It matches it. Oh, like Dark Side of the like Moon, like Dark Side and, of the Moon, and, 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 the, and, and the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> True Colors. You know we're knowing that Abigail's full of shit. Right. <laughs> All through the night. I mean, I think we know. You're digging deep uh, now. Yeah. Yeah. The spirits came into the bedroom at night. All through the night. Mm-hmm. You know? It's true, all of it. Just look up Sydney Lauper's discography. It's all about the Crucible. <laughs> so, guys, Rating? I don't know what you're doing tonight, but I got a fire going in my uh, backyard, and I'd like to uh, dance around and uh, do some spells with you. What do you think? Only if we're naked. Obviously. I've done a spell already, so I'll help you. <laughs> all right. So it's Put a spell on. I had to tie a knot with three knots and do like a chant and stuff. It was weird. What? It is weird. What are you talking about? I told you I did a thing in Massachusetts. And sell them. Oh, uh, that was what like I did. There was That's like so a, disrespectful. It, no, no, uh, it was nice. There was a. Um, this is the grave of Goody Proctor. So, he was like, "Look at me dance this jig." <laughs> dancing yeah, on it. House. Remember how like you were like, "Oh, the hot topic people." Uh-huh. I was I was fully expecting a hot topic person to walk out, uh-huh. and a fourteen out of ten walked out of that room. Ooh, a hot chick. The hottest witch I've ever seen. Hotter than Catherine O'Hara's armpit. Oh yeah, hotter Impossible. than Winona Ryder. Wow. Like. And she's like dancing and handing things out and chanting, and I was like, "This is this is weird, but I'll do this." Mm. I got the full experience. Try it out. All right. So, what's your rating? Uh, I give this seven out of ten, or a three and a half. I feel like that's kind of low. It's a very good movie. Totally fine. Not really, you know, my particular cup of tea. There's not enough mayhem. You wanted more mayhem. I like, you know. You wanted a battle scene? I like battles, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe if, like, they fought a witch. <laughs> if it's not Top Gun, I don't care. Yeah, I'm, I'm spoiled. If the devil actually appeared in the movie and just beat the shit out of Reverend Hale, Brian would be like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> this is my cup of tea. Brian Light thinks The Sixth Day is actually the best movie ever made. <laughs> you want to hear a story about The Sixth Day? Yes. <laughs> so we saw it. I, I, it was actually a. Paper. Am I thinking of the right movie where Arnold fights the devil? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I was watching that on the hot box at the time because mm-hmm. you know we had stolen cable. So I I've seen that movie like thirty times or more. <laughs> it's one of those movies that I would just watch constantly because it was on. And one of our friends when we were children, I watched it with him. And I told him the devil was real and he was coming for him. Oh, I think I know which one. <laughs> yeah. And he was scared and he, he and he went to his mother and and he told his mother that I told him this. And she's like, Brian, why are you telling my son this? I guess they were Italian. They were yeah. Italian. And she's like, why are you telling my son this? You know, he believe you. And I had to go and like talk to him and be like, this is a movie. You know, I'm joking around. How old are you? 12 or 13. Oh, okay. So he was probably... If I He's a year or two younger. 11, yeah, 10, 11. This movie was a bomb, right? Yeah. 
No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it made seven point six million in the box office. I think critics liked it, but like just people didn't go out and see it. But I don't think it cost much to make. It's just I mean the sets are intricate, the costumes and shit. Oh wow, it made it it was a bomb. Yeah. It made what it with the budget was twenty five million mm-hmm. and it made seven point three million. That's bad. Wow. For that, for 96, right? That's pretty bad. People still liked real movies back then, too. Mm -hmm. And I I think people know this movie, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone watches it in school. Mm -hmm. You know? Who knows what was coming out around that time? 96. 96 was... It was nominated for two Oscars. Yeah, it's a bomb, and it's getting nominated. Because people, like... Best, only best adapted screenplay and best supporting actress. What for was Winona? it? No, was it, for uh, uh, Joan Allen. What was it up against? In 96? That's the, That's the real question. What was it up against? Because what? Braveheart. Bomb. Braveheart. Well, like, yeah. What earth shattering I'm sure Braveheart film just came crushed out. everything. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but we, it's, yeah. yeah uh, Steve, what'd you think? I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. 8.5. I think, I think this was a. Very well done movie. I think the acting was superb. I think the story was a little far off from the truth, but not too far off where you can't get a grasp on what was happening around that time and why. I think it was portrayed very well. Eight. Eight? Give me an eight. Solid. So, yeah, this was Braveheart. The 96 Uh, Oscars was just Braveheart, like, killing everything. That's why. But I can't believe that Daniel Day-Lewis couldn't even get a nomination. Dude, it's Mel. Mel reigns supreme. Which was Mel great. wasn't nominated. Height of Mel. Mel wasn't nominated for best actor. He wasn't. Nope. He was nominated for best director, and he won. And obviously, Braveheart won best picture. Mm, that's all but you know, the best actor you had Nick Cage, Richard Dreyfuss, Anthony Hopkins, Sean Lance. Penn, and Massimo Tarosi. You, you wonder why this movie what didn't a make money? Oh, I think Silence of the Lens won best picture, didn't it? In what? In that 95, year? right? No, 96 is uh, Braveheart. Braveheart. Oh, okay. I just said that. Is it was Anthony Hopkins nominated for Silence of the Lambs? No, he was nominated oh, for Nixon. Oh, I don't even remember that movie. He plays Richard Nixon. I've never heard I've of it. Heard of it. Oh, I guess we, we gotta watch something. We'll be huh? watching it. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Another one in the books. Yep. Good job. Another one. Fun. All right. So let's get out of here. You want to say bye? Bye. Thank you for listening. Uh, want to thank you guys for listening. Want to give a big thank you again to Tell Him Steve Dave, to Walt, Get Him, all the guys, Lannis Record down in beautiful Tell Him Steve Dave Town Studios, TESD Town Studios. Come on down, visit them in Hazlitt, New Jersey, buy some merch, all that good stuff. Follow me on social media at Brian Rupert on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Follow me personally on my letterbox. We all rank all the movies we watch for the show. Uh, you could I review every single movie I watch. Email us reviewinghistorypod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. Bye.
For sure. This is the first time anyone's ever tried it like this. Every single person has seen every take live. This has not been done with this kind of consistency in a musical before. The idea of singing live is daunting, but what it gives you is this freedom. We have found an amazing group of actors who are completely at home acting through music. And the only way you can make that work is by capturing it in the moment. Normally, if you were making an old-school movie musical, as a group of actors, we'd go into a studio, we'd record an album, and then two months later, we'd arrive on set, and they would play the playback, and we would mime alongside it. The problem with that is that you have to make all your acting choices three months before you've even met the actor you're working with. By recording it live, Tom is allowing us the spontaneity of normal film acting. You can tell in your bones there's something false or unreal about people singing to playback. What will be exciting for the audience is that singing live has such a profound effect on the, the power and the realism of this story. I do the soliloquy and it starts with, What have I done, sweet Jesus, what have I done? Become a thief in the night, become a dog on the run. Have I fallen so far and is the hour so late that nothing remains but the cry of my hate? Okay, so that's if you were singing it literally, be like that. I can go out there and some takes, I'll, I'll be like, what have I done? Sweet Jesus, what have I done? Become a thief in the night, become a dog on the run. Have I fallen so far and is the hour so late that nothing remains but the cry of my hate? I can take a little break, I can move on, I can speed it up, I can slow it down, which means I just have to worry about acting. I missed it 20 long years ago. The actors have hidden earpieces. And we have a pianist who is playing live into the actors' earpieces, and the actors are setting the tempo rather than a pre-recorded music track. There's a way for us. And when the night is over. Ultimately, the piano will be replaced by a 70-piece orchestra. I love you. Everything has to be completely natural. So a lot of us are stripping it right back so that you can just live it a lot more. There are so many questions and answers that somehow seem wrong. It's so much more powerful. You have complete freedom, complete control. When you're doing a love scene as an actor, you just wish there was music to kind of help you get there. But now you hear the piano in your ears. Now you, you are of the music. And it almost can make you cry. Causes, causes. This is a chain we'll never break. What comes with this way of working is you get the fragility of a voice which matches with the emotions of what a character's saying. Hope was high, life worth living. When I saw the trailer and Anne singing with this extraordinary fragility, that song which I thought I knew pretty well, suddenly I listened to the lyrics for the first time afresh. There seemed to be something selfish about trying to go for the pretty version. She's devastated. She's literally at the bottom of a hole looking up and realizing she's never going to climb out of this. So I just decided to apply the truth to the melody and then see what would happen. For someone like Miserable, it has to feel real. It has to feel immediate. 
emotion level to this that just cannot be created in the studio. I thought it was an amazing opportunity to do something genuinely groundbreaking. 